All right, time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer on this Tuesday morning and something a little different for us today. No, not BC Ferries, BC Hydro. Good morning, Vaughn. And good morning, Simi. And not only BC Hydro, but reasonably good news from BC Hydro huh. for a change and, and dealing with Site C yet, where the storyline for several years has been about undetected geotechnical anomalies in the base and budget overruns and everything. But Hydro put out a press release yesterday saying, hey, uh, we just finished the earth fill dam. And it's a biggie. What is it? Let's see. I can throw out some numbers. Yeah. Six, 16 million cubic meters of earth go into building the dam. It's as high as a 20-story building. And it is 500 meters across at the base. So this is kind of a big thing we've built here in BC. And if a listener wants to have a look at it, BC Hydro has posted all sorts of videos. And they have a drone that flies over Site C every now and then. And you're paying for it. So have a look. It's yeah, you might as well quite an impressive take. project. <laughs> right. But let's also talk about some of the money that has gone into this so far. Yeah, so the most recent financial update on Site C from BC Hydro said they've already spent, <clears throat> big number, $11 billion. Now, considering that it was originally budgeted at $8 billion, that's a big overrun and it's not finished yet. Uh, the budget is $16 billion. So that's, they say they, they won't need any more money. That's a relief. Uh, they think they can finish it within that number. So... Away we go. Uh, when it's finished, $16 billion. So what? Double what the original estimate was. And a lot of problems in construction, which we know about. Uh, on schedule, that's BC Hydro speak for behind schedule, but they say it's on schedule to be completed. They start filling the reservoir either this fall or next fall. They begin bringing the generators online toward the end of 2024 after the election and should be fully up and running by the end of 2025. Six generating stations, enough electricity for almost half a million homes in BC. Or if you're thinking electric vehicles, 1.7 million electric cars. That's a lot. Okay, so That's what are what are the next steps here? What happens now? Well, uh, they they have to coat the uh, thing and build a road on top of it. There's still a lot of work to be done on the site. The big engineering challenge right now, Simi, is deciding when to fill the reservoir. So the river's diverted through two tunnels. Those tunnels have to be reconfigured in order to begin filling the reservoir. Uh, the way that river up there, the Peace River runs, the only really safe time to start messing with the river flow is September to October. That's low water time. So if they're on schedule and able to stick to the schedule, they'll start filling the reservoir this fall. If they can't quite make it, they'll fill it in the fall of 2024. But either way, that should not change, should not change, that's BC Hydro speak too, should not change when they start bringing the generating online. So, um, it, you know, the funny thing about Site C and the irony of it is the way the NDP's view of this project has changed. They 
in opposition opposed Site C. John Horgan went up there in opposition and took his got his picture taken with a Site C sucks sign. I remember that. Uh, they, they, they said it wasn't needed. And of course, the thing, you know, because f- electricity forecasting does change over time and the economy changes, and, you know, clean energy changes and demand for electric vehicles change. So now the government is enormously relieved to have Site C coming on. Uh, if it were an NDP project, I think the premier probably would have been there to top up the construction of the Earthfield Dam. They still don't like to talk about it too much, partly because Site C really angers some NDP supporters. So uh, they're letting it go ahead, uh, quietly grateful that uh, it'll be coming online in 2025 because the New Democrats now say, well, we actually need this power and we need a lot more than that. Talking about BC Hydro today, and I guess, okay, the Site C stuff is all good news, Vaughn. It is on schedule, Uh, but the Premier did have some things to say about BC Hydro in general. Yeah, you know, the Premier, as I said, has, and the whole government has changed its tune about how badly we need Site C. Because what they said back in June is, even with Site C coming on stream in 2025, we need more electricity than that. We probably need a couple of more Site Cs worth of electricity at least. And the reason for that change is, first of all, the Premier uses this phrase, clean energy superpower. But basically, you've got investors, LNG projects, pulp mills, mills, that want clean power, and they want to know if BC Hydro can provide it. And some of the places they want the power, we don't have transmission lines. So they want to know if BC Hydro can provide the electricity and get it there on transmission lines. And the Premier's comment on that is Hydro has not been keeping up. He says it takes eight to 10 years to get something approved and built in British Columbia that is not acceptable. There's that phrase again, Simi, unacceptable. Unacceptable. So the premier has appointed a task force, 10 senior officials and outside experts, including three people in the premier's office and two people from BC Hydro. And their job is to come up with ways to expedite approvals of these big projects. That's complicated. The reason it takes so long to get projects approved here in BC is regulatory overload, federal and provincial approvals. You got a half dozen ministries and agencies involved, environmental reviews, the BC Utilities Commission, which is independent, has to review the projects, and there is Indigenous consultation, big hydro projects, even small ones, wind farms and all that transmission lines, they go through the territory of a number of Indigenous nations, and they all have to be consulted and accommodated. So that committee, that panel task force, has got its work cut out for it. They've been given a year. I don't know whether they're going to pull this off, Simi. Um, the, The New Democrats are deeply committed to processes and reviews and consultations, and the idea of expediting approval of major electricity projects is something much more associated with the BC Liberals. Yeah. (laughs) You may remember the BC Liberals just exempted Site C from review by the Utilities Commission. They said, we're building it and we're going ahead. Do you don't like it? Tough. That's BC Liberals. It was opposed by the New Democrats. So 
What the premier's talking about, which is cutting the approval times from eight to 10 years to maybe in half, that's not NDP history and NDP policy. So it's going to be fascinating to see what they come up with. Because consultation takes time, right? Like these, and, they, and they're not going to stop consultation. They're not going to cut down on the list of things or people they're going to consult, but they just want to what, speed it all up. No. Now, they do have some people on that panel, and particularly the premier has a special legal advisor who is himself Indigenous and is a lawyer, and that's Doug White. And he's increasingly become the go-to guy in the government for First Nations that want stuff done. So he may have some ideas around, well, if we cut a deal with this particular First Nation and they get to own the electricity project, then maybe they'll agree to expedite approval. I think that's the kind of thing they're looking at. Maybe they're going to do what the Liberals did and cut the Utilities Commission out of the process. They still have to make deals with Ottawa uh, to uh, have the federal government agree to environmental approval expedited. You know, the, the, the briefing note to the cabinet on this task force conceded up front, this is complicated. It means changing a lot of laws and regulations and processes, or at least figuring out ways to bypass them. I'd say this is sounding to me at this moment, Simi, a little like David Eby's promise of affordable housing and safe, safer streets and shorter waiting lists for your doctor or the ER, believe it when you see it, ignore the rhetoric. Because all of these things take time and they take people and it feels like there's just not enough people to do all this. Well, that's a good point too. You know, they, they say that the government gets all of these feelers from international investors. A good example. Uh, The, consortium led by Shell that is building the LNG terminal in Kitimat right now wants to double its capacity. And they're interested in whether or not the government, BC Hydro, can provide enough electricity to make the LNG with electricity. The first phase of that plant, the electricity is not going to be hydropower. It is they're going to burn natural gas to reduce the temperature of the natural gas and liquefy it and ship it out. That isn't all that green, as you might imagine. In the long run, they'd like to be able to say we're selling green LNG, which means that uh, we're going to use electricity to squeeze and freeze it, to use the phrase they use in that industry. So the government has heard that. And that's one of the things that David Eby is saying, Simi, that he, he, BC would like to be able to tell Shell and its partners, yeah, start planning the second phase of your terminal in Kitimat, uh, plan to double its capacity, and count on us being able to deliver you hydropower in order to do the work. Uh, it's a big question whether they can do that. May mean a new transmission line. Probably does. And there you go. EB says, well, it takes eight to 10 years to get a transmission line built in BC. They got to figure out a way to get a transmission line built in two or three years, Simi, because our competitors around the world, whether we're talking Louisiana or Australia, the other places, the, the Americans that sell LNG, 
it doesn't take them eight to 10 years to get something built. You know, back when Christy Clark was talking about LNG back in 2011, Louisiana was talking about it as well. Well, Louisiana has two or three LNG terminals, and the Americans are now shipping LNG to our customers in Asia while we're still finishing our first terminal. So we're in competition here, and EB's right that they need to figure out a way to expedite approvals, but I just don't know if it squares with the NDP's commitment to due process. There's a, that's a pretty ambitious list, though, right? To add that to oh. the housing affordability and the yeah. healthcare situation. I mean, that's a lot going on. It is indeed, Simi. And the premier, you know, says we're going to see results before the election in uh, October 19th, 2024. Some new Democrats' advice to David Eby was, no, call an early election and give yourself four years to get some of this stuff done. He didn't go for it. It's his project and his commitments and his agenda, and he's the one who's promised results. So, you know, fair game. Uh, you can judge him on whether or not he's produced those results. Everybody in BC will have a chance, at least everyone who votes will have a chance uh, in the fall of 2024, that election is closer every day. We'll be into campaign mode officially uh, in September of, of next year. We certainly will be. All right, Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi. <laughs> 